This is the Mark Podcast from Lifeway Women. We're your hosts, Elizabeth Heineman and Kelly King. Each episode, we'll talk about what God is doing, how He has and is marking each of us. Sometimes that will be through interviews, and sometimes we'll have conversations around the table. We're so glad you've joined us today. Designed to assist women of any age as they study God's Word, the CSB Lifeway Women's Bible will inspire you to laugh, grow, and worship alongside your community. It includes an in-depth collection of inspirational articles, devotional commentary, study tools, and other Bible reading helps from prominent voices in the Lifeway Women community, like Lauren Chandler, Priscilla Shire, Angie Smith, and more. As you explore God's Word, you're reminded that every Christian woman is called to live confidently in her identity, known, free, and loved in Christ. Go to LifeWay.com or the link in the show notes to learn more. Hello and welcome to the Mark Podcast. My name is Elizabeth Hyman and I am here with my co-host, Kelly King. Hey, Kelly. Hey, Elizabeth. It's good to be back another week. I know. And today we have someone who is, this is another one. We're like knocking off the names on our bucket list, I feel like, in the past few episodes. Because this is another person that has been on our bucket list for a long time. She's been in the Lifeway community, Lifeway Women community for a while, and we're so excited to have her on, Candy Gallaty. Candy, hello. Hello. I'm so excited. Thank y'all for having me. Yes, we're excited to get to talk with you. So one of the things that we do here is we have the guests introduce themselves. So tell us about yourself and your family and your ministry. Yeah. So, okay. So I am 42 years old. I don't know if everybody starts out with their age, but I, <laughs> no, but I like this trend. Yeah. yeah. It helps people know like, Hey, well, what stage of life is she in? Well, I'm four, I'm 42. I've been married almost 18 years, been a believer almost 22 years. And, um, Love being married to my husband, Robbie. We have two boys, Rig and Ryder, and they're 13 and 11. So lots of um, fun with them right now in these uh, ages that (laughs) they're in. Um, Do what? Lots of testosterone in the family, right? Oh, my gosh. I'm completely outnumbered when it comes to that, for sure. Um, but they're they're a hoot, and we have just a lot of fun with them right now. It's very entertaining, I'll say that, um, with all the things that does are going on in their just, lives right now. Does your home just constantly smell like Axe body spray? I feel like oh, that's it's awful. The, yeah. Yes. Yes. I'm like... <laughs> I'm like, uh, honey, I really need y'all to care about personal hygiene right now. Like this is a, this is a big deal, you know? Yes. And, um, so we're getting them into the whole, yeah. Deodorant every day, showers every day, you know, you got to teach that stuff because they right. don't want to do it on their own. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's where we are in life. And, um, you know, we live right outside of Nashville, Tennessee, and my husband is a pastor and I love serving with him and, and just getting to serve the church in that way. It's a, it's a passion of mine and we love getting to just be partners in ministry. And, um, we're both from Louisiana. So we've been in Tennessee for almost 14 years now. So we do feel like Tennessee is home and, uh, that's about it. That's about, that's about a lot about me. 
Uh, I, I mean, we could talk about like your family and your farm and your animals and all that <laughs> too. But one of the things like you guys have been doing foundations and the foundation series for quite a while now. And so, you know, if people have been following foundations or D groups, um, they probably know a little bit about some of the things that you and Robbie have done together over the years. So t- like tell our audience, because for those who don't know what it is, tell them a little bit about those resources and kind of what inspired you and Robbie to start doing this. Yeah. yeah. So we both have a passion for discipleship and that was something that we were both doing in our lives before we met one another. And so when we got married, it just naturally became just a part of our life, our ministry, and everyday conversations. And it really and truly stemmed from both of us just being saved and wanting to come alongside others to help them not make some of the same mistakes that we had made um, in our when we were lost and then even into our, you know, newer Christian journey. And so, you know, for me personally, when I began investing in women, I really didn't know what I was doing. I was just, I had been forgiven of a lot and I just wanted to help people help women and just kind of walk with them and guide them through um, life and teach them how to grow closer to the Lord. And so it wasn't until a little bit later that I realized that what I was actually doing was biblical discipleship. And so when Robbie and I began um, just in ministry together and we were married and we would have groups that we would lead like in our home or at our churches and just Trial and error of many years um, is kind of how we've developed this process that we use now. And through through the years of doing that, we would use Bible reading plans to go through our discipleship groups with because we truly believe, you know, the Bible is the textbook and everything centers on the word. And so we would debate on the right reading plan or how much you should or shouldn't read, like what's too much or what's not enough. And we would literally have these conversations all the time. And I would tell him, him and his groups weren't reading enough. And he would tell me that me and my groups were reading too much to digest. (laughs) And so I I would say that's probably the difference between men and women a little bit too. I sort of feel like that might be, but yeah, exactly. Yeah. hundred percent. I'm like, honey, y'all need to step it up. Let's go. And, um, (laughs) and he'd be like, you're, you're reading too much. You don't even know. You can't even process all that. And so we would just go round and round. And so literally we said, okay, let's come together and create a reading plan that we think any busy believer could do. And um, that way we're kind of, we're all on the same page here. And we, so that's exactly what we did. And literally on an eight hour car ride to Louisiana, we drafted the first copy of what eventually became Foundation Series. And so we went through every page of scripture and based on just going through the Bible for years at that point, we thought let's include what we believe to be the most foundational passages of scripture that one would need to read to understand God's whole story if they're not reading every single page. And that is how the Foundation's Bible reading plan was birthed, was on that car ride. And when we, we had no idea at that point in time what, what 
whatever happened with it. We just knew we wanted our groups to like go through this. And when we got back, we, from that trip to Louisiana, we had a team that came together with us and we would always meet every week to discuss discipleship in our church and just at the world at large. And they helped us to edit that and just make sure that we had all, you know, crucial things that we needed in this plan. Um, We pulled out scripture memory verses for every single week. So we just had this team that came together to help us. Um, And that's how all of our reading plans were kind of birthed was from that original draft in that eight hour car ride to Louisiana, where it was just like, how can we get everybody to read the word and not feel overwhelmed and have success and joy in that process. And, and now here we are years later and we have different, you know, reading plans that are available now, which just thrills my heart because you have choices of how you want to read the Bible and what you want to go through. And so now there are options that, you know, you can do that. Wow. That's amazing. It is. And that's one of the things I was, I I was in a car ride for, almost 11 hours of the day. (laughs) I did not, I did not devise anything this, I think I, you know, I didn't do anything that productive. (laughs) Yeah. I, not all of our car rides are like that, but that, that one day it was. (laughs) Yeah. That's pretty, pretty productive car ride for sure. Well, one of the things that we wanted to talk to you about is your new Bible study, the Bible in a year, which uses the foundation's Bible reading plan. And so you know, I mean, that's a lot of ground to cover. So for, tell us about it. Tell us like yeah. how that works out, um, how you can do a Bible in a year. Is it doable for the average woman? All the things. Tell us about it, about this yeah. Bible state, which by the way, is beautiful. Like the cover is so pretty. Oh, so Kelly pretty. and I just got it in the mail and we were both talking about how much we loved it uh, before you got on. So oh. it's so pretty. Well, thank you so much. I'm I'm in love with it too. I got mine today and I'm just, you know, holding it in my hand and I'm like, this is just so exciting and yes. so pretty and um, just all the things. And so I'm just thrilled with it and for it to just get out there. And um, it is, it's based on our original foundations plan, which was in that eight hour car ride. Um, that is the plan that's in the Bible in a year. It's half Old Testament, half New Testament in chronological fashion, which is one of my favorite ways to read the Bible, just because it helps put so many of the pieces in place for me. And I just have thoroughly enjoyed reading in that fashion over the years. And this, um, so this allows you, it tell, it's, it just kind of takes the guesswork out of everything. You don't have to guess every day, like, what am I going to read or what am I going to do today? This is a consistent plan that will take you through 52 weeks. You sit down every day. It tells you exactly what you're reading for that day. And then you have a paragraph of commentary or a little bit of a summary. Um, and sometimes even, a something that kind of bridges the gap for you. If you, if you're not reading every single page of scripture based on that reading plan, and it just kind of pieces everything together as you go through this year process And not only do you have the reading where you're engaging the text, um, there are scripture memory options for you, which, you know, most people, they look at the plan and they're like, oh my goodness, I've got to memorize, you know, two scriptures a week, but it's a choice. So there's options there where you can choose one or the other and you can memorize that and they will go along with what you're learning that week in the word. And so it just helps to maximize everything that you're already doing. And that was kind of the goal is 
I wanted you to sit down with the Lord. I wanted you to hear from Him. And then everything that is in this Bible reading plan, I wanted it to enhance what you're doing so that it's not just something that you easily forget, but yet you can like meditate on it and be reminded of it throughout the week. And so our scripture memory verses help with that. And you learn, you learn a journaling method in this, um, in this study. And we have used a journaling method for years called the HERE journaling method. And HERE stands for highlight, explain, apply, and respond. And after using that for many years, I started always pulling truths out of the scripture that I would read during the day. And I realized if I put a heart, I mean, a T at the end of here, it spelled heart. And my life verse is guard your heart um, above all else. And so I thought, well, this is perfect. Like we can just have a heart journal entry and it just kind of builds on the method that we've taught for years anyway. And so you can journal through the Bible and pull out truths that you're learning. And then at the end of the week, there's like a reflection time for you to really process what you've read that that previous week. And again, just meant to kind of enhance that time and maximize the time that you're spending with the Lord. And the beautiful thing is that this plan reads five out of seven days, which means if you need catch up time or you need, you know, you're out of town or, or that sort of thing, you can adjust your reading and have a couple of days off. Or if you wanted to stretch your reading out for the entire week, you could do that too. There's um, some options in there, but that's kind of the basis of the plan. And you would do that with a small group for the entire year for 52 weeks and um, which is different, but, there's a lot of spiritual growth that happens um, in that process when you journey with a group of women for an extended period of time. Yeah. yeah. And I know you would definitely encourage people like, you know, you could, you could get this, you know, you could get the Bible in a year, the study, and you could do it on your own, but it, you really have the heart to do it in small group and in those D groups where you're learning from each other and you're mm-hmm. examining God's word together and you're, holding each other accountable even, which I think is really important. So, I mean, I'm, I'm just looking at it and just so people can get um, an idea of what a day and Candy, you've done a great job of outlining like what's in that single day. Um, and you will, we'll have some links in the show notes that take you to lifeway.com. And I think there'll probably be some things there that will help you, but like you, like day three, it's got Genesis six and seven. Then you put the memory verses. Then you've got a good paragraph that just kind of gives you a good summary. And then you've got like, there's a sidebar that have different, the sidebars have different things. So like you said, the weekly kind of review, but every day has the H-E-A-R-T acronym that mm-hmm. you go through. And so that gives you, I mean, it's just kind of that repetition of what you're looking at in scripture, which I think really solidifies a lot of the things that you're trying to, to learn from scripture. And so this is such a great plan. It really is. I, I, I mean, I just think anybody, I think even a new believer, you could really help them learn the Bible by doing this plan. Oh yeah. I've actually had, you know, brand new believers in my groups in years past and um, that have never read the Bible before at all, hardly. And then they go through, you know, a Bible reading plan that takes them through the year and it's very formative in their, in their Christian journey. And it just really teaches them those crucial 
disciplines that we need um, that will carry us through life. And, um, you know, a Bible reading plan like this is a great way, a great way to take new believers through for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us a little bit. So you explained the heart method of scripture reading. And for those of us who maybe like grew up in church or have done reading plans before and perhaps read the Bible through um, before, what is a way or how does this method, I guess I should say, how does this method help stir our affections toward reading scripture? Like if scripture, like, let's just be real, it can sometimes become stale or different for not stale that may be not the right word that may not be theologically accurate since it's alive and active but um just kind of sometimes we can just get tired and it doesn't it does our affections are not stirred toward it so yeah what are some ways that this method helps with that yeah I think sometimes like we can get into seasons of life where focusing is hard and things may not just pop off the page like they used to and that sort of thing um and so I think which is why that's the beauty of taking this and doing it also with a group because um, when you're kind of going through that in your own personal life and then you have others that you're journeying with, what you're hearing from them and what God's shown them and done in their life through the week is very encouraging for you and sometimes can challenge you or just light a fire, you know, where maybe one is just kind of simmering, you know, at the time. And I think the what, what our goal is in our journaling method with the HEART acronym is not to just receive information, but to be able to apply that to our life and actually live it out. And so when you begin to look at scripture, like, okay, this is what I'm learning today, but what does it mean for me? Like, what mm-hmm. is my response to this? And how do I live differently because of this? And so And I tell women all the time, um, because, you know, in this Bible reading plan, you can journal five days a week. That's there's the heart. um, The page for you to journal is every day of the reading plan. And a lot of times I encourage the women in my groups because a lot of them have never journaled before. I'll say just start off with two or three a week, you know, just start somewhere Mm -hmm. and then we can build to where you'll journal to your heart's content, you know, but let us start somewhere and, you know, go from there. And, and so I tell them also to take the pressure off of themselves that they have to have a light bulb moment every single day, because that's not the case. Like we go to the scripture and we go to the word because we do want the Lord to speak to our hearts, but we're also going to it to learn about him and to learn of his ways and to learn of his people and to learn of his servants, you know? And so let us like not get so pressured down that I have to have a direct revelation of something that is just massive in my life um, versus I'm just spending time with him to know him more. And I'll tell women, just jot down a question. You know, you just read the word. If a word that you don't understand or a concept you've never heard of or thought of, what is it that piques you that day? And if it's nothing, then I, even myself, if I read and I'm like, nothing has just really popped out and I haven't journaled on anything, I will come back the next day and I will go over the same thing that I looked at the day before. And almost nine times out of 10, something will speak to me the next day about the same passage that I read the day before, but yet nothing really popped off to me. And so I try to tell women, it's not about the quantity of all of the things that we're trying to take in. It is the quality of time that I'm spending with 
with Jesus and um, and just taking the time. We have to take the time first off, but to take the time and to sit with him and just grow and learn. And I think when we get into a regular habit of that and we're applying those verses and we're clinging to those truths, once that habit starts, um, it's kind of hard to stop it. And my encouragement to anybody who kind of gets stuck in a rut where it's just not it's not clicking for them at the moment would be to push through. I, did you do the things that you know to do and you don't stop doing them because at some point there will be breakthrough and the Lord will honor that, you know, and so you keep you keep pressing in and um, not pulling away from him, you know, through yeah. those seasons. Well, and. I, it's interesting. I learned an acronym and a heart acronym about God's word years ago. And that was like, hear, examine, apply, remember, and think. Um, mm-hmm. I think wow. on God's word. And so yeah. I, I've used that one a lot. Um, it's, yeah. I, I think Avery Willis used it maybe in oh, yeah. life or something. I think, you know, it's been around forever, but one of the things, and it, that you really do love. And I wish that more people would spend time talking about it as scripture memory. In fact, I was really glad, like last year you gave me, um, in one of the gifts that you had at the minister's wife's luncheon was the replicate memory cards, with, uh-huh. which are beautiful. And, but you're even like, just do use index cards, but That's right. scripture memory is, you know, it is important in committing you know, God's word to our heart, again, the heart is really, really important. So I know there are women who are listening who are like, um, I just, I can't do it. I'm not good at memorizing, you know, so like definitely tell us like, what are some tips? What are some practical ways that you would say, here's, here's what you need to do. Here's, here's some things that'll help you. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, it depends on, well, let me say this. A lot of times I think women shy away from scripture memory because they feel like they're not going to be good at it. And so they automatically preface it by saying, I don't think I can do this, or this is going to be the hardest part for me in this group. And, and they'll say these things, number one, maybe because they've never really tried and um, they're fearful that they're not going to be able to do it. And what I have found is that's rarely ever the case with anybody who truly sits down and tries to do it. Um, I, I tell women all the time, the brain is a muscle and you have to work it. And even though there are legitimate reasons as to why some people might have issues with memory or remembering, um, I would rather someone work on one verse for the rest of their life than to never try it all. Mm-hmm. And um, and it's not, again, like even though in my discipleship groups, we hold each other accountable to those verses every week. Like I would never shame somebody in in those groups who might have trouble remembering a verse or anything like that. Um, I would encourage them to keep on, even if it's for weeks that they need to go over that verse until they have it. You know, it's really and truly like I'm developing this discipline in my life. And, um, you know, I want to commit to this, even if it is a struggle at times, I want to, you know, put forth my effort and practice makes progress. So we're going to do this and we will do it, you know, all all year long together. So first off, you have to be willing to try and to put away the fear of, I don't think I can do this. So therefore I'm not, you know, you have to say, I'm going all in and I'm going to try to, to keep 
this practice for the for the rest of the year or however long you're in a group for and really commit to it and I think you will have success of some sort and for me because I'm a visual learner and I think this comes into play with scripture memories how you learn is probably how you will best retain the scripture memory so for instance if you're one that really truly learns like audio and you you're able to listen to books that are you know mm-hmm. on tape mm-hmm. and you're those sorts of things then you may do really well by memorizing your scriptures by recording them and playing them back to yourself or hearing them repeated in some form or fashion that would not help me that's not how i learn so i've always written mine down on index cards um and to this day that's how i do it and most of the time um kind of OCD about this, but if I have time, I laminate them because mm-hmm. I want them to be in sturdy condition for years. Yeah. And um, But I memorize by writing it down and then mm-hmm. I just say it to myself over and over in little pieces and um, I go through it, you know, every single day until I feel like I've got my mind, you know, wrapped around this verse. And I have found it's easier for me when I can con- when I'm comprehending the verse as well. So if I can understand the verse and what it's saying, it sticks in my memory more than if I was just reading the words for memory only. Um, and so I really think you have to figure out how you learn best as an individual, and you might have to practice a couple of different ways. But for me, it's been scripture like index cards, and for others, it's been putting them to song. And I mean, we've all done that before, I would say, for our kids. I know I've put yeah. scripture memory verses to song to teach them, and I've had women in my groups before. They learn by putting the verse to song, and that's how they come in and say their verse they sing it in song and I'm like whatever works for you (laughs) to learn the verse the Lord is thrilled with you know Mm -hmm. and I do think it is important too when we think about just the condition and the and the way the world is is and going and that sort of thing that we cannot take for granted that we have access to the Bible in the United States of America and you know we have known people in in history past who have not had the luxury of having the word or it's been taken from them or they've been imprisoned and that sort of thing. And the only scripture they had was that which was committed to memory in their heart and mind. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if that were to happen to me or us, you know, what would we have? Like, would we have some verses to cling to and would we be able to speak truth to ourselves if we didn't have the written word in front of us every day. And I just think that it's a great honor that we have the Lord's word right now and that we can take the time to do that and, um, and develop that because it keeps us from sin. I mean, we know that if we hide the word in our heart, um, we hopefully will not sin against the Lord. And so that's, really um one reason why main reason why you know we memorize scripture it's a healthy spiritual discipline for spiritual growth in my life as a believer yeah Yeah, i i'm somebody that struggles with rote memorization i'm fairly good about remembering the gist of stuff but rote memorization so bible references are always a challenge for me but Mm -hmm. um i i am also a writer down of things so i try to do that as well Um, Yeah. And I would say too, even for me, like um, I have Hashimoto's and that can affect your, you know, memory and that sort of thing. And half the time I can't remember what I had for dinner or lunch the night before, 
But most of the time I can say my verse Mm. and I will notice over the years as I review my verses, I don't always know the reference, like I know the verse. (laughs) And so, you know, and it's like, you know, the Lord knows that, right? Right. And so he knows our hearts and he knows our efforts when we are sitting and we are trying to do something. And there's so much grace in all of this, like in all of these spiritual disciplines, there's so much love and grace from the Lord to us and so much gentleness and compassion that we don't have to feel guilty or feel bad if we don't feel we're successful in these ways. You know, uh, I, it, it, laziness is one thing, but yet when you're really trying to grow and be held accountable, you know, the Lord sees that and he knows our hearts and our motivations. And so I want women to feel proud and encouraged in, in those efforts and never discouraged because they don't feel like they can do something as good as somebody else or anything like that. For sure. I had a friend that one time said, um, if you can't remember the reference, just say it is written and it makes it yeah. sound like, <laughs> it makes it sound like, it. you know what you're talking about. That's right. That's I, okay. I do think there's really something important about knowing where it is. I mean, like, yeah, even if you don't know exactly, but it really does help you like put the Bible together. Yes. And it mm-hmm. really does help you understand the bigger picture of the Bible. And so when someone, you know, says a verse and you can say, yeah, I know that's in Philippians. So I would know right. a little bit about even that particular book. So even just having that context of where, you know, where scripture is really does help you get a good picture of the Bible for sure. That's right. Yeah, I totally agree. Well, we're going to shift gears just a little bit because we okay. want to talk to you. We love having our annual Women's Leadership Forum on the campus of your church, Long Hollow. Yeah. And we know that there's a lot of physical changes happening to the facility. So we want to know, what's it like being a pastor's wife and going through such a big transition like this together as a church? Yeah, it's so exciting. Um, you know, we you know, our church is just wonderful. We love them so much. And there, you know, for a long time, there was grief there um, because of losing their former pastor, who was a wonderful, godly man. Mm -hmm. And they walked through that. And then, you know, there was the transition of us coming and um, which, you know, it takes time to, to have that transition and, and to start like looking ahead and moving forward. And I just think it's a really sweet time right now to see all that the Lord has done and um, how he has just kind of honored and blessed just the faithfulness of his people here um, at our church. And it's just an exciting time. And so we feel like we're in a really sweet place and that the Lord has just kind of given rebirth and revision to where we are right now. And you can just kind of feel that excitement. And so we're just so thrilled to be a part of it and and just kind of watching the Lord work and just the excitement of kind of our property transforming a little bit and what Mm -hmm. that's going to mean for, you know, our kids and our students and our young adults and like how we're all going to just kind of benefit from this um, kind of remodeling and reshifting of some things on campus. Yeah. Yeah. We always say, yeah, if if you've never been to forum, (laughs) then you won't know this, but if you've been to forum lots of times, it may look a little different this year when you come for sure. I know. I think it's going to look so good. I can't wait. Yeah. And my church is going through like a building uh, or relocation situation. And so we always say like, I mean, as Christians, we believe that the church is not the building, but Mm -hmm. God has placed us in a building, in a place, in a neighborhood, in a town, in a, you know, state. And so 
it's good to like be able to, as your ministry expands, expand the building or remodel it to fit the needs of your community. And so that's really exciting. And we're excited to see it for sure. Yeah. And it's such a place. I mean, your your building is a place for hospitality, which yeah. is biblical. Yeah. And so definitely, you know, and we, we're grateful. Lifeway is really grateful that we get to be on your property. Y'all are really gracious to allow us. I mean, I know that events are hard and it's hard on your staff and it takes a lot of people to make things happen. But everyone there has been so gracious and helpful. And we just appreciate that so much. Well, we love we love being able to host um, host y'all in the forum. It's always just such a, a highlight event, I think, for women. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, we love it. So we're, we're really glad to be able to have y'all. Thank you. Well, last year, I actually had the chance to interview you. And, mm-hmm. you know, you mentioned the grief of like when, when the former pastor passed away. So, you know, the church kind of walked through that. But yet, this past year, you've experienced, you shared a little bit about the grief that you guys have gone through as a family and as a church um, with, you know, losing Chris. That was Robbie's really one of his best friends. And then your dad. So talk a little bit about, if you don't mind sharing a little bit about how that, how that's played out as a ministry family and then how that's helping you come along hurting people in your church. Yeah. um, It's, you know, it has been quite a journey. um, And I think, Um, You know, Robbie and I have dealt with grief in the past and we've had, you know, obviously church members pass and that sort of thing. And we came into Long Hollow in the midst of their grief. And, um, you know, so we tried to navigate that as best as we could and walk alongside others. Um, But until like Chris and my dad passed, those were probably, you know, the one of the first times in our lives we've lost someone so close personally to us. And so it was extremely hard and really like a whirlwind. I mean, there, I don't know any other way to describe it because so many good things were happening at that time with our church. And then we were experiencing some of the hardest times with those losses. And um, our church was wonderful. They obviously could relate to what we were going through because they had walked it with losing Brother David, you know, years ago. And so um, we had just a lot of great love and support, you know, for us as we've gone through this. And the Lord has just, you know, obviously taught us so much too. And you know, that's one thing I've I've learned, too, is just even in the midst of doing everything right and what, you know, you believe to be right and, and living godly and righteous like Job did, um, you will still suffer. And there will still be these seasons of grief that you might not would have chosen, but mm-hmm. it's the Lord's will. And we walk through that and we have a choice that we can press into the Lord and just hear from Him through that. Or we can pull away and just kind of um, exist. And I wanted to really, and Robbie too, just to press in and like, what are you showing us? And and how are you wanting to minister to us in this time? And so we have learned a lot just about grief in general and staying in his word mm-hmm. so that God could just speak to us and love us through this, you know, and by using his word and using other people in our lives. And it's been as hard as it has been, it's also been good, you know, good for us and, and that sort of thing. And, um, we've obviously tried to come along Chris, you know, on side of Chris's family, his wife and his kids, and just help them through, um, the loss of 
their, you know, husband and, and father. So it's been a unique journey. Um, and, you know, I'm thankful that the Lord has kind of provided the way he has, but we've, we've, we've learned a lot and uh, I've kind of clung to a truth that I learned in my Bible reading from Job 38, one, where it says that, you know, God spoke to Job through the whirlwind and it says it twice um, towards the end of the book of Job. And I thought, wow, like that's what we have felt like. Mm -hmm. This has been a whirlwind of loss and all these different emotions and feelings. And the Lord will speak through that, even in the midst of what seems like chaos or things yeah, swirling yeah. around, you know, God is there. He is with me and he will, he can speak to through the whirlwind, you know, and I would not have known that verse, you know, had I not been reading my Bible um, mm -hmm. and, and clinging to those truths that, you know, you learn over the years. And so, yeah, that's kind of a little bit about just kind of what we've gone through with that and how the Lord has, you know, ministered to us through it. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for sharing that. Yeah. I think that's an encouragement to, to our listeners who might be actually going through that whirlwind, whirlwind mm -hmm. right now. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Well, Candy, the one thing that we always ask everybody and we want to ask you is what is one thing that has marked you in your walk with Christ? Yeah, that's such a good question. Um, and I would have to say the word, um, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, that that truly has been my lifeline um, since I truly surrendered my heart to the Lord, you know, 22 years ago. I just uh, I developed a, a habit early on then of, of reading his word and allowing it to shape, you know, everything about my life. And you know, I know I just wouldn't be the person that I am, the believer that I am um, right now if I had not been marked by his word all of these years and will continue, you know, hopefully in the future to do that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I would just have to say his word and then journeying with other women through through that for spiritual growth, like having the accountability of other women in my life um, have been the two things that have marked me the most um, other than my my husband, you know, my relationship relationship with Robbie. That would be right mm -hmm. on up there too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's yeah. so good. Yes. Well, Candy, we're so thankful for you and we're thankful for your family and what you and Robbie have done together. And mm -hmm. um, we are super excited about the Bible in a year. So we want to encourage our listeners to go to lifeway.com and you could just search Candy's name in the search bar. You could put the Bible in a year and it'll come up. We'll put the link in our show notes as well. Um, but you know, even though this, you may be like, well, this is something that I would do at the first of the year. No, you can start any time yes. of the year and you can just start with day one and you can do this. And even if you want to start a D group this summer, it would be a great time to, to pull together a group and begin that process. So thanks, Candy, so much for being with us today. Well, thank y'all for having me. And, um, you know, you just said you can start at any time and my group starts in April. So there you I, go. I know. I'm super excited. We're going to go through the Bible in a year. So Perfect there, you time. Go. there you go. Well, listeners, thanks for joining us again this week and we'll be back next week. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you want to join in on the conversation, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Kelly D. King and at E.D. Heineman. Use the hashtag MarkedPodcast to connect with us. You can also find Lifeway Women on all social media channels at Lifeway Women. 
All of today's show notes will be posted at lifewaywomen.com slash podcast. If you love the show, leave an iTunes review. It's a great way for other people to hear about the podcast. We'll see you next time.